You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 47 of PlayStation Unchained, one half of PlayStation University's podcast output. I'm, of course, your host, or should I say co-host, uh, Mike Harridans, and joining me again is my co-host and partner in crime and all-around awesome guy, Ben Shillabier-Hall. How's it going, Ben? Uh, pretty good, thank you. And how are you today? Cool, man. I'm doing good. I'm a bit tired since we just went and ran through RDGH for the latest episode, and it's yeah. now 11 o'clock in uh, the night UK time, so bit tired but i'm still fired up for this show man how are you doing uh i'm also a bit tired mainly because of our special guest from our dgh uh, yeah a, a handful yeah listen <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't um, listened to our dgh episode uh was it 26 mm-hmm. 20, yeah yeah 26 yeah 26 then give it a listen now because it will be up by the time this, you hear this and that's um that's a nice segue to glenn our next uh, our other member of the podcast glenn how's it going man oh uh, not too badly just sitting here eating some watermelon. Watermelon—that's the most random thing I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> eating watermelon. Just sitting here eating some watermelon. That's cool, it. Cool, man. Are you? How have you been this week? I've been good, man. I've been working. It's been great. Yeah, you've been busy, man. Yeah. I've you love your busy. job, though, don't you? I love my job. I work for Universal Studios yeah. in Florida, so um, I'm happy. I love Universal. Awesome, man. And last. But not least, we have our Russian comrade again, Gary. How's it going, Gary? Uh, pretty good. How about yourself, Mike? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Good to be back again. How's your week been, Gary? It's been pretty good. Uh, kind of busy from work, but I'm on a 40 weekend now. So. Oh, kick ass. They're the best. <laughs> Actually, the best of seven-day weekends, but never mind. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Those are the Sorry. ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. next week. <laughs> cool okay guys you're ready to digest some news then shall we get started let's do it uh, cool first up this is um we're starting from last monday july 7th uh beyond two souls ps4 listed on german retailers uh this is of course quantic dreams uh playstation 3 uh adventure starring ellen page and uh willem defoe i think i said his name right willem defoe yeah i think so anyway um yeah this is two german retailers that have listed the game for ps4 um there's not really much to go on, obviously, apart from uh, and the release date is um, uh, listed for September. So that's not too far away now. Uh, this has actually been rumored before, and I think a lot of people expected it to come out. I think it was also a, a lot of people uh, would have, it's been on a few wish lists for this and uh, Heavy Rain to be kind of packaged together, which would be cool. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, I haven't played um, Beyond Two Souls. I really want to. It looks great. I loved Heavy Rain. And I would actually, I'm actually uh, consciously making an effort to wait for a couple more months, at least to the end of the year, to see if this actually happens, because I would like to pick it up on PS4. Um, it makes sense doing that. The more I can get on PS4, the better. Uh, yeah, so that's um, Beyond Two Souls, um, PS4. Uh, guys, what do we think about this? Do we think it's going to happen? Would you buy it if it does? Let's start with Ben. Uh, I don't know if I'll buy it or not. I didn't buy it on PS3. Probably will, actually. Be honest. Cool, so you does. haven't played it either, then, yeah? No, I haven't either. Cool, cool. Well, at least I'm not the only one there. Did you play Heavy Rain at all? No, I, I've still got it sealed, actually. Oh yeah, you're, I remember you yeah. saying that, dude. You should really play that. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah <laughs> really, really try and get around to that, man. Um, Full of emotion. Cool. Yeah, Emotions. pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, Glenn, how about you? Um, I haven't played Heavy Rain. Um, I basically watched my roommate play it. Uh-huh. And since I watched my roommate play it, I figured I don't really have to play it now. Um, it's just that kind of game. <laughs> like, once you know what happens, there's no point. In... Um, but anyway, uh, Beyond Two Souls, I don't know, I haven't I haven't played any previous such games, but I, I might be interested in it. I've heard that it looks pretty good. So. Yes, yeah, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, quite. Uh, I think it's been quite uh, divisive in terms of... Um, score you know over, overall what it's like but um yeah it's um, i think if you like heavy rain then you'd like this definitely so um i'm definitely i'm still gonna check it out and gary last but not least how about you mate uh, i don't know if i'll buy it depends on if there's 
any extra content for because the PS3 version already looked so good. I don't see how graphically they can improve it too much. Yeah, um, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great game. I, I finished it all the way through. I did play Heavy Rain as well. Awesome, man. Yeah, so I don't know. To me, it, it, ha- it has to be a big kind of improvement for, yeah. to justify that because the, the game already looked like a PS4 game when it came out. Yeah. Unless you're someone like me who hasn't played it before, in which case it would be a good pickup. <laughs> yeah, t- to me, the, the game is kind of like the next step in kind of the old school point and click adventure yeah. genre. So. Oh, I love those. All the peas, yeah. <laughs> well, one game you won't be picking up in the future, regardless, is Bioshock Vita, which is unlikely to happen, according to Ken Levine, the series creator. Um, he took to Twitter to um, discuss the um, game's uh, status, which, of course, was announced back at E3 2011 during Sony's press conference. Uh, he says... On the Vita game, 2K and Sony couldn't put a deal together when I last checked. They seemed way more optimistic about this back in 2011. Wish I could do it myself, but lawyers and all that. I still love my Vita. However, what's uh, more tantalizing is the fact that he actually tells us what it would have been like. Uh, He says, uh, some guy asked uh, what you had in mind for that game, and then Levine replied, I was thinking, sorry, Levine, I think it's pronounced. Uh, I was thinking of Final Fantasy Tactics style things set in pre-fall rapture, which is quite intriguing to say the least. Um... Especially since it's, I actually thought it would have been a, uh, a full-on first-person shooter, considering it's uh, uh, you know between sticks on Vita and stuff. But that still sounds very cool. Um, I was di- I'm a big Bioshock fan. I was disappointed that this hasn't um, come into fruition because it sounded it sounded very positive, and um, that would have been a, a very a kind of a nice twist for the series to go down a totally different route. You know, the um, tactical RPG style. Um, it's um, it's a shame that it's probably never going to happen. Um, I don't know why Sony, uh, Sony and Two K can sort something out because um, you know this has um, quality game written all over it as far as I'm concerned. And let's face it, the Vita could have definitely done with some more top tier exclusives, and Bioshock is definitely a top tier series, uh, regardless whether you like it or not. It's um, you know it's sold well and it's critically acclaimed. So yeah, that 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 depresses me even more, um, especially so we know, especially considering we know what it was going to be like now. Um, guys, how about you, Bioshock PS Vita? Um, were we, are we disappointed about this? Um, Gary, what do you think? I am very disappointed in it, but it's, it's kind of not a surprise with, you know, how the Vita's been performing lately and with mm-hmm. Sony kind of saying they're not going to do the AAA thing on it anymore. And yeah. uh, the closing of Irrational Games as well. I, I don't course, even know how, yeah. much, how much Ken Levine would have even had, you know... Uh, time with the de- developing the game himself, he probably would have given it up to a smaller team or something to work on it. But uh, the whole tactic thing sounds pretty cool, you know. Pre Rapture, kind of make it a prequel to to the first Bioshock. That would have been cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely better than the idea of a first person shooter. I, I know, you know, the handheld. I still don't think the Vita is great for first-person shooters. I don't think handhelds in general are, are that great for first-person shooters. Really? So, did you, what did you think of Killzone Mercenary? Uh, I liked it, but it was also very... Um, how can I put this? It was very compressed, I should say. Like uh-huh. if, you, if you compare it to like its console brethren, you know, it's not very epic. It's very... Uh, kind of a short story mission structure, like, oh, you're a mercenary, you do this mission, and then you go on and do this mission. There isn't, like, this whole big story in it, you know? It's just, oh, go rescue this guy. Oh, collect this amount of data. Obviously, that was my first Killzone title, so I didn't have anything to compare it to, so... Yeah. No, like, it handled well, but... Yeah. Yeah, I thought it handled really well. I thought the controls were great in terms of how they executed FPS on there. But yeah, if it was, it sounds like it, it. It didn't have kind of a blockbuster nature of its um of the um console games in. Yeah, so because that, uh, that game just pretty much aim and shoot, you know. Whereas yeah. Bioshock has aim, shoot, and then your special power moves too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So cool, man. Well, um, I still haven't played a single Bioshock game yet. Yeah, I was going to come to you, Ben. I was going to say you haven't played Bioshock before, so I take it this isn't really a, a really a big thing for you, right? No, not really. But I like my Vita, so any anything that could have brought in more Vita owners is is a good thing to me. 
Yeah, yeah. So disappointing. Yeah, definitely. Plus, it was different oh, to the other Bioshock games. You might have liked it. <laughs> Being in a tactical RPG and all, you know, that would have been quite different. Um, cool. Uh, Glenn, how about you? Um, I haven't really played Bioshock either, so as far as the Bioshock title itself, you know, not that much of a detriment to me, but um, to tell the truth, I, again, I've been hoping for a little more content on the PlayStation Vita. Um, again, Sony did say that it, it's planning to, as far as first party, t- party titles goes, it plans to do indies uh, more than uh, AAA, especially which is disappointing, especially for the reason that they said, um, which just makes me shake my head. But anyway, um, Bioshock is not first party, so it, it definitely could have come to the Vita. It's, it's disappointing to me that it's not. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait for something else. Indeed. Um, well, something that is definitely going to be on everyone's radar is Bloodborne, which is for PS4. Nah. And Sony is, um, well, rather the producer, uh, Jun Yoshino, has confirmed that the game will launch in early 2015, so coming early next year. And also, even more interesting, is we're going to be able to get our hands on with the game first uh, for the first time in terms of the public at Gamescom next month. Uh, he told Digital Spy... We're really working flat out to get this game out for early 2015. We're going to be out there at all upcoming major game shows like Gamescom where we'll have our first hands-on demo on pods on the show floor. There we can gauge first-hand reaction to the game. Uh, this, uh, of course, was uh, formerly known as Project Beast and was uh, announced at Sony's E3 2014 press conference in early June, which, of course, we covered in great detail. Um, this I haven't played any of the Dark Souls games or anything, and obviously this is kind of like a spiritual... Um, I don't know what we'll call it, successful or what. It's very much in the same mold, and it's by From Software. Um, I really want to play those games, and um, so this being quite similar, at least aesthetically, this is looking very interesting. I love the whole gothic vibe and the type of game it is. You know, a, sort of a more sort of a, a tactical, more tactical hack and slash. I think that that really appeals to me. So I, I really think I should, if I don't start with one of the Dark Souls games, which I probably should. I definitely look at this. It's it's on my radar. Definitely, um, it's looking really, really good, and I think it's great. It's a PS4 exclusive. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Glenn first. What do you think about this? You looking forward to it? Um, sort of. I don't know. There's there's like a lot of games to look forward to right now. Yeah, like, there are. I'm looking forward to this Destiny and Drive Drive. Well, Drive Club. I'm reviewing, so I don't know. Um, oh, wicked. But well, I don't know. There are a lot of games. I don't know how high on my radar it is, but we'll have to see. Cool, man. Um, well, hopefully, um, the hopefully. So I don't know if we're going to Gamescom this year, but ho- if we do, then someone's going to get their hands on it. Um, how about you, are Ben? You, are Blood- you talking about Bloodborne? Yeah, Bloodborne. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah t- uh, it's, I'll, I'll admit it's actually very low on my radar then. All right, what did you think I was talking about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I kind of spaced out for a second. Okay, don't but, worry. Okay, do you want to add anything to that about Bloodborne then? Glenn? Yeah, I'm probably not going to get I don't like horror games that much. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember you saying that. You were that mm-hmm. interesting. Not that. Not a fan. So. Okay, cool, man. Um, ben, uh, sorry, man. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, well, I was going to say I'm not a huge fan of the Soul series, so chances are I won't bother with Bloodborne either. I thought you were interested in those games. I must oh, no, 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 not really. I don't right. mind them. I think they're a bit of fun, but nah, not, not for me. Oh, right, okay, cool. Didn't know that. Learn something new every day. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, well, that just leaves Gary. What do you think, Gaza? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice one. Um, I actually am excited for it. I think it looks... Yay! <laughs> I, I love the old Victorian-era-type gothic look to it. Yeah. I've always loved games that take place in that time period. Uh-huh. Um, how it's going to compare to Souls and Demon Souls, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it is coming from the same guys. I just don't know how it's going to be compared to it. Yeah, but uh, there will be comparisons. You can bet there will be. Oh, there definitely. Will be, yeah. yeah, but definitely. my only problem with it is if it's coming out early 2015. Yes. I might not be able to pick it up day one because of everything else coming out in early. Like 20- the order. <laughs> The Order, Batman, Batman. Three. <laughs> Very so, good point. No, it feels like to me is that a lot of people were complaining about how, oh, these consoles don't have any games. Well, 
um, let, let's see what they say after holiday, after this holiday season and after early 2015. Yeah, but let's not wish for time away, though. <laughs> it's only July. <laughs> but very, very, very true. Um, we've got another new game now announced. Uh, this is by Gearbox Software. And the game in question is Battleborn and UIP. Um, this, of course, Gearbox works on Borderlands and uh, Brothers in Arms. I wonder where that series has gone, Brother in, Brothers in Arms, actually. That was meant to make a comeback, but it kind of never did. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, Battleborn, this is written by Sean Miller. Battleborn appears to be a clever genre mashup combining Lebanon and competitiveness of MOBAs with first-person shooter gameplay. According to Game Informer's reveal of a project, uh, this is, quote, Battleborn is set in the distant future of an imaginative science fantasy universe where players experience both a narrative-driven cooperative campaign as well as competitive multiplayer matches, uh, unquote. Uh, he goes on to add, the story brings together a wide variety of heroes, including a samurai and a giant wielding a machine gun, all battling over the, star, uh, over the last star sorry, in the cosmos. Uh, not much, out, uh, not much else is known on the game other than it's scheduled for release in 2015 on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Um, I unfortunately haven't had much time to read up on this. Um, so, but Gearbox, um, I, again, I ha- I'm not really that versed in Gearbox. I haven't played um, Borderlands or Brothers in Arms. Although hopefully Borderlands will be set to change in the near future. I'll uh, mention that again nearer the time. Um, this it sounds interesting. It's got. It looks like it has quite an interesting um, art direction with it. Kind of a colourful kind of. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's cell shaded, but very co- kind of colourful um, art style to it, which looks kind of intriguing. The game sounds. It sounds interesting. That's for sure. Um, so it's. Uh, it's now. I like the idea that it's narrative driven, and I do like a good co-op game. I loved. I, I did. En- I have enjoyed some good co-op games in my time. So yeah, sounds cool. Um, I don't know if it get lost in the. Um, the immenseness that is um, next year's lineup, but yeah, it looks interesting. How about you guys, um, Gary? What do you think of Battleborn? Um, so far, I don't know. I I've lost all my faith in Gearbox after Aliens Colonial Marines and how they handled that whole situation. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking at the game right now in my Game Informer magazine because it's like the feature cover on it. Oh yeah. Like. Graphically and stuff, it looks inter- it sounds interesting, a first person shooter uh, MOBA game, but to me, I just can't help but feel that it's Borderlands in a different universe. Ah, that that's all I can see it being, in my opinion. I don't know, like especially since it's a first person shooter, I think Gearbox is playing it very, very safe with what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I've always said if if you want to be a great company, you have to show me you can do something other than what made you famous. And yeah, yeah, Gearbox hasn't done that, so they keep sticking to the first person shooters. And I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Cool. So a bit tainted there from Aliens, then Gary. (laughs) I'm very, especially about how they lied about it, and then how they never even apologized for for saying they, they're making the game when, in fact, they didn't make the game. They just gave it off to, like, three different studios to work on it. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Yeah. I've actually... I've got a kind of... Um, this is related. I've got a bit of a sad story that relates to Kobe Marines. I, uh, I got... It's really quick. Don't worry. I got a Christmas present off my uh, mate uh, last, this, this last Christmas, and um, I didn't, it was a game. I didn't know what it was, and I opened it up, and it was Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> 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 so yeah <laughs> um, cool let's move on to Ben now, Ben what do you think about this oh, I, I don't know the idea of a first person shooter mobile game just sounds bad I don't know it just doesn't it sounds like a weird combination to me I, it's cool. just yeah no. have you played Borderlands at all oh I love Borderlands I've got uh, well I bought the loot edition twice of Borderlands too. so bloody hell and that was a hundred quid edition, so and I have two I bought two copies, the two strategy guides. The two collector's edition strategy guides, should we say, that was another twenty quid. Why did you buy two for? Because I gave one to a friend. Oh wow, Jesus man. So <laughs> I, I, I spent about three hundred quid on Borderlands what, two. What did you get in that then? The um, Well you, you got a some posters, DLC, the actual game box was a loot chest from the game. Oh wicked it that reminds me of um yeah. Sorry, I've got to tag this on. That reminds me of a, 
Assassin's Creed Brotherhood Special yeah. Edition. It's actually got the tre- it's actually the box yeah. is a treasure chest that you find in the game, so that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, this, but this is full size though, actual full size chest. Oh, this is as well. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, this was yeah. insane though. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, so, that, yeah. that sounds awesome, man. Um, yeah, it was worth it. It was nine. It was nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine ninety nine. I thought, well, that's not bad. Oh great. Uh, so, so yeah, so you're a bit iffy about um, this game, then, yeah. Yeah, it it looks like Borderlands, as Gary said, and I don't know the first person MOBA. Just, just why? Sorry, forgive me for asking. What the hell is a MOBA? Multiplayer uh, online let... battle arena, like League of Legends. Yeah, I'll oh, let okay. Glenn talk more about that because I'm not a MOBA fan. <laughs> Oh yeah, but, I, I'm not very. I'm, I'm as you can tell, I'm not versed in it at all. <laughs> the only MOBA I played is that Gotham one occasionally. Okay. Um, but again, I don't play much because I suck at them. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, that... I'm like I'm like one of the worst players ever. If, was, if there was a title for worst player ever, I, I would win that title. Oh, I'm sure I'd compete for that, Ben. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that moves on to uh, moves us on to Glenn. What do you think? Of uh, well, you know. I, I, I kind of disagree that it uh, wouldn't work, the, the combination of FPS and MOBA, because, I mean, thinking of League of Legends, basically it, it kind of could be accomplished in a MOBA setting. It would just kind of de- depend on how it was presented, what was on the screen, what the player could see. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it, it would be just the same thing, except just with a different perspective. Um and I actually, for League of Legends, I don't know that it would work too well just because of the way League of Legends functions. You, you need to be able to see a lot more on your screen. But I, yeah. I don't think it's impossible. And I, I kind of feel like Borderlands does kind of head toward that direction. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there is some potential with it. It just depends on how they present it, uh, how, how the game is, how, how they give this game to the player and how it looks what's on their screen. Um, so, I don't know, it has some potential. As, as for whether or not I'd get it, I think it's it's something that I'd like to see uh, happen first because um, I'm, it does sound a little like Borderlands, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And Borderlands already has its own kind of iconic, well, I don't know about iconic, but it has its own sort of following as it is. So if, if it tries yeah. to copy Borderlands or something, you know, copying doesn't, hurt anyone you know that's how technology grows but i don't think it would work for them just because there's already a following behind borderlands so people are going to look at this and say oh well you know this is just like borderlands i can just get this from borderlands you know so i feel i I hope that it just has its own identity in there see i haven't played borderlands so i didn't obviously have that kind of um that, that kind of perspective on it but very very go so a bit of pessimism there for the new um game from Gearbox. Okay, let's move on now, guys. This one's... Uh, I enjoyed writing this because um, <laughs> something I want to see happen. Um, Uncharted Trilogy PS4 remaster hinted at by Sony. Uh, this was um, from taken from an interview with Eurogame with uh, Shuhei Yoshida, who's Sony Worldwide Studios' boss. Uh, he described... Um, well, I actually read up the full quote. Uh, Almost 50% of people who have purchased a PS4 didn't own a PS3, and that's a lot of people that missed out that miss PS exclusive titles like The Last of Us, so it's a great way to welcome these people back to PlayStation again, saying this is what you missed. There are requests from some consumers for what game uh, for games that were le- released later in the generation, like Uncharted, which people might have missed. That would be a good candidate. Um, however, at the same time, he did say that uh, Sony doesn't want to flood the market with remade games, but um, an Uncharted uh, trilogy remaster that's been I think that's been mooted for uh, um, ever since we kind of got these things for. You know, around the time of Tomb Raider and all that kind of stuff, the remasters came out. So, I would buy this in an instant. You know, it's a. I loved Uncharted. Um, I think. I think uh, repackaging one, two, and three together uh, in 1080p, 60 frames per second, or whatever, it would definitely sell like hotcakes. And those games would very well. They would benefit from it, especially the first. And probably second one. I mean, obviously, Freeze, um, uh, it's the, the latest release, but even then, that's a couple of years old. But those games would definitely benefit from it. And again, it's a Naughty Dog title, like The Last of Us. There, you know, it's um, a massively popular series. I think it's, an, to be honest, I would be surprised if this isn't already happening. It's a no brainer to me. I would absolutely buy them. I think they're brilliant games, and I would love to have them on PS4. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, Glenn, I know you're a massive Uncharted fan. What do you think of this? Um, yeah, I want it on the 
PS4. I mean, so far I've kind of moved a lot of my gaming to the PS4, and unfortunately my PS3 kind of sits there. Um, (laughs) It's just how I am, I guess. So it would be really nice to get Uncharted on my new console and to be able to go through Uncharted again. I actually sold Uncharted 2 a long time back. Uh, so I, wow, really? Yeah, I don't have that game anymore. I still have Uncharted 3. Um, I think there was another game that I really wanted, and I was like, oh, well, I've already played Uncharted 2 like a billion times. I don't need it, you know, so I'll just sell it and use the money to get this new game instead. Um, what about Uncharted 1? Uncharted 1 I don't have. I, n- I never had oh. that. I, I think I like played it together with my friend on my friend's copy. Um, so I, I've never actually owned a copy of Uncharted 1, which, t- to be honest, I don't think was nearly as good as 2 or 3. Um, but, I don't yeah. know, maybe people disagree. I'm sure people disagree with me. Um, I like I like number 1, but obviously the um, the, the other two were I think there better. were too many zombies. But that's, that's zombies. kind of my thing. I don't like zombies. Um, oh, yeah, you mean, you mean the Spaniards, yeah? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but, but any, anyway, yeah, bring, bring that onto the PS4. I'm sure I am not the only one who would love to play a, a remastered version of the game for uh, PlayStation 4. Yeah, I quite agree. Um, Ben, how about you? Oh, I'll, I will look forward to it because uh, I loved Uncharted. Um, but I, I actually, I'm going to say this I think that. If this is true and there is a new remake of Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 for PS4, I think it may come with a bundle of either a demo or an early access beta to the multiplayer for Uncharted 4. Oh, wicked. That'd be great. What's your... um, Because you're usually really good at predicting this stuff. How likely is this to happen, do you think, like an Uncharted remaster? Well, considering the fact the assets are probably made better already... Because mm-hmm. the way Naughty Dog is, um, I, I'd say pretty high. Good. Uh, I'd Maybe. say about. I'd say that might be one of their bombshells to announce at Gamescom. Oh, wicked! That'd be cool. Um, cool. Uh, last but not least, Gary. Same question to you, mate. I would love to rebuy those games. I love Uncharted. I always have. Um, fantastic series. I I actually really enjoyed the first one. It's my mm. second favorite of the three. So. Oh, right. What's your what's your favorite? The second one. Okay. So also number 3, um you don't think it was as good as number 1 then? Um uh, mechanics gameplay wise it, it, obviously it was, yeah. but just I I thought the humor and the writing of the first game was was better than the third one. Cool, man. Yeah, I've got a soft spot for the first game. I really yeah. enjoyed that. And I love I still love the locations in the first game. I really do. Yeah, I thought um, jungle setting too. Yeah, but yeah, the jungle setting, the the forts and everything. I actually, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was actually disappointed that number two didn't have more of that because it had a lot of urban stuff and everything, and I didn't yeah. like that as much as the um, the uh, jungle settings and everything. So number one definitely, that, like I say, I got a soft spot for that. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I will say I do believe it is going to happen. I think if they announce it, uh, it'll probably release. Four maybe three months before Uncharted Four comes out, uh-huh. and I also think they'll include the Vita title on the PS4 as well. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Cool. Well, all pluses are all thumbs up for Uncharted Remaster. Then, um, can't say I'm surprised by that. I don't actually know many people who dislike Uncharted. I don't think I know any. But there we go. Um, okay, moving on now, guys. Guerrilla Cambridge stuffing up the high-profile PS4 game. Uh, these are the guys who make Killzone Mercenary. Uh, according to a job posting on Sony's official website, uh, they're on the hunt for an audio prim- uh, programmer to assist, quote, on forthcoming projects in a high-profile, multi-million-selling franchise, unquote. Um, this, to me, screams Killzone, but I don't know if they're going to be actually doing that. Although, with Guerrilla Games, the main Guerrilla Games, doing working on a new IP, I don't see why they couldn't move Killzone to Guerrilla Cambridge. Um, that seems like an obvious choice to me. Uh, I can't think of many other... Uh, it's a multi, high-profile, multi-million franchise. I honestly can't see what else it could be other than Killzone. But there we go. We'll have to wait and see. Um, they've uh, Apart from that, they were back, on, back when they were... Um, uh, known as uh, SE Studio Cambridge. This is in the PlayStation era. Um, they worked on Medieval 
and also Ghost Hunter, and they also developed the uh, PlayStation Portable version of Little Big Planet. So they've got a really good pedigree going on there. Uh, guys, what do you think? Do you reckon it's another Killzone title, or do you reckon it's something else? Uh, let's start with uh, Ben. I want to say Siphon Filler, just because I want a Siphon Filler. Oh, that's that was rumoured, wasn't it? Heavily rumoured. Yeah. And, you and that was yeah. a multi... I don't know if it was a multi-million selling franchise. I think, it, I think it probably was if you add it all up, yeah, eventually. Uh, yeah, even if it's just reached two million by the end of the, the last one, it's still, that's technically multi-million. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm sure it's definitely, <laughs> I'm sure it is a multi-million. I think those games are pretty popular. They had all those ones on PSP and PS2 as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I'm surprised we didn't get an announcement about Siphon Filter E3, actually. Um, so, uh, what do, you, do you reckon it's um, a possibility it could be Killzone? Oh, I'd be very surprised. It's too soon for a new Killzone. Um, That's the point. That's the point. I, I think if we go see Killzone, it won't be till a year after next. Cool. Well, you do uh, have a point there. Yeah. Um, um, because they seem to take about a, about a two or three year gap between releases, I find. Yeah. Well, we had Killzone 2 in 09, Killzone 3 in 11, Killzone Shadow 4... Uh, in thirteen, it was yeah, in thirteen, and they so had quite, yeah. last year. So roughly two, at least a good two years or so. Yeah, so I can see it being two thousand. Uh, well, I don't know. I can see it be two thousand sixteen because of Uncharted being two thousand fifteen. Yeah, yeah, true. Is Uncharted four definitely out next year? Is that where it's? Yeah, that... pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. I'm just checking. I wasn't sure if it was. Um, it's, um I hate to think it was a long way off, but that's cool. Not bad. Um, cool, man. Uh, Glenn, how about you? Um, I think it could be Killzone, actually. I think, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why. Something, some, I, I really don't have any reason to, any concrete reason to think this, but something's just telling me it's, it's Killzone. I, I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. throwing that in there. Well, it does sound like Killzone, to be fair. High profile, multi-million high profile series, and they did work on Mercenary. I don't, you know, there's, there's a lot going yeah. for it. But, that, um, that's just that's you know, probably might... why, because I'm like, you know, it just doesn't sound like anything that's very different uh, from you know what they've been doing in the past. I feel like it just it's probably Killzone. Mm. You don't think it's too soon for another Killzone, though, like Ben said. Um. Well, when is it due to come out? Do we know what stage? What stage is it again? No, no, nothing, uh, no, no stage, stage at all. They just they're literally hiring for um, uh, an audio programmer, <laughs> so it's still. <laughs> If they were to come out with it, you know, tomorrow, then yeah, it would be a little too soon. But at, at the stages that now, it doesn't sound like it's coming out anytime soon. Like late next yeah. year at the earliest. So I, I don't think that it's. I don't think it's too. I don't think it's too soon. It's never too soon to start planning for your next game. Like Killzone came out. Like if they were starting another big Killzone, then they should have been yeah. on that like immediately after Shadowfall released. So there's there's no I don't think that there's any reason to feel like it's too soon for another kill zone to be in the works. To release, yes, to be in the works, no. Cool man. Good good very good point of view there. Uh last but not least, Gary. Um, I think it is kill zone as well. Um it could be anything with kill I mean, it doesn't have to be a first person shooter, they could be doing a new genre or not a new genre. Yes, a new genre of Killzone. Maybe a third-person shooter, maybe something else. Um, especially since Shadowfall, they said they finished Shadowfall, like, I think seven or eight months before it actually came out. They just tweaked the multiplayer. That's all they were working on with that game. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I like the idea of Siphon Filter that Ben said. That could be a very big possibility, but I also think that's what Sony Bend is working on. Rather than yeah, Sony Ben was meant to be um, rumored to be working on Siphon Filler. That's true. Yeah, because we haven't seen anything or heard of anything from Sony Ben since Uncharted on the Vita. True. Yeah. I so we could be working on something big like like Siphon Filter right now. So yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. It is. It, it, in my opinion, it's the only game that logically makes sense. For, for them to do. I mean, it could be some older property that Sony owns. It could be another medieval. Uh, it could be Wipeout. Wipeout is a multi-million seller franchise for them. It, hell, it could even be Twisted Metal as far as we know. We just don't know. 
Yeah, I'm not sure Twisted Metal was multi-million, but yeah, true. I'd love to, it to be Wipeout. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. It could be... Hey, it could even be uh, The Getaway. Oh, wow. That'd be, make it, that'd be a comeback and a half. <laughs> there was what, it was in development on the PS3, and then they canned it. Yeah, same with Eight Days, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, moving on to our last story now. This is actually um, a tip you gave me, Gary, literally before we started recording. Um, I, I figured to include it because it's quite significant. Um, res- rumor, Resident Evil Revelations 2 coming to PS4, Xbox One, 360, and PS3. Uh, this isn't actually posted on the homepage because literally we just found it. So uh, this was from Gimme Gimme Games. Uh, uh, apparently, um, a large Russian retailer is listing Re- Resident Evil Revelations 2 for the formats mentioned. Um, but there's not really much else going for it at the moment. It's uh, apparently, though, it's supposed to um, focus more on atmosphere and harbor rather than shooting, which is what we've heard before. So going back to the series' roots, uh, this... Uh, sorry, Ooh, yes, it's, it's late here. <laughs> this comes after we've heard rumors about um, a new Resident Evil game that's meant to star uh, characters that haven't been seen in over a decade. Um, that was rumored to be, I think, uh, the rumor that we posted before E3 was Resident Evil Enhanced Veronica. So I don't know if this is along the same lines as that, but there definitely seems to be something in the works. I think there's definitely a Resident Evil game coming, but I still don't think it's Seven. I think it's likely to be something like this, a spin-off, a new, a new Revelations-type game. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I just hope it does go back to um, the series roots, because I think it needs to. And I'd love to see another character turn up someone we haven't seen for a while uh like um rebecca claire or barry or even carlos or billy that'd be great um but yeah um i would prefer it not to be a cross-gen gamer i'd love to see a full loan next year resident evil but that's almost certainly been saved for seven so this will probably close out the uh current the um ps3 era of resident evil games um just real quickly what um i'm not sure how many of you are resident evil fans but um what do we think about this guys uh Glenn, I don't think you'll be very interested in this, from what I gather, because you're not into horror games. So, am yeah, I right? You're right. <laughs> cool. So, nothing to say on that nope. end, pretty much. <laughs> I love it. Simple, simple to the point. Uh, ben, how about you? Nothing really to say either, to be honest. Have you played Resident Evil before? Any of them? Yeah, I've played a few Resident Evils. I, I tried four. That I like that. Right, I, I tried one, two, and three. I like that. I can't, I did like those, but I wasn't. Yeah, no, I'm not a huge horror fan as it is. Oh, cool. So you didn't you didn't mind the earlier ones then too much? No, I, no. I, oh, I, to cool. be honest, I preferred them in a way. Oh, wicked! Um, and cool. then five just made me feel sick. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, I hear you. Not because it was a horror game, just because it was yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and six. Okay. Well, me, me and my mate bought it because we read it had online proper online. Yeah, it said eight online, eight player online co-op on the back. Yeah, and they have an advertised to have it, and then we bought we all of us bought it so we could try it online. Then we found out it was only one mission, and then we found out the online co-op was broken, so we just gave up on it. Yeah, that was that was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, cool man. Hey, uh, online co-op. I, I think it's one <laughs> mission. Yeah, one mission. Yeah, when you team up. Um, last but not least, Gary, what do you think make of this? I love Resident Evil. My Yay! Resident Evil, <laughs> Resident Evil was my favorite. <laughs> 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 yeah, if I, yeah, I'm not alone. Resident Evil was my favorite franchise up until it went to Resident Evil Five. Um, but I, um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Resident Evil Revelations uh, simply because I didn't like the monsters in it at all. Like, yeah, not, pr- pr- yeah, <laughs> they totally should have had zombies in that because they were going to. I don't know why they removed them instead of those crappy ooze enemies. Yeah, and I played on the PS3, and that was the bad thing, because the game is a handheld game. You can tell playing it that it was designed for the handheld, not the console. Yeah. And I should have played it on the 3DS instead. Um, but the idea of going back to characters we haven't seen in a decade is great, because I still want to know where the hell Barry's at. Yeah, man, you're preaching <laughs> to the choir, dude. You know anything about Barry. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You just disappeared. And, what happened to him. and yeah. Rebecca as well. I mean, this yeah. is my hugest problem with Resident Evil going after 4, is they keep introducing new characters, and yet they're not killing any of them. None yeah. of them are yeah. dying. They're all yeah. alive, and there's yeah. just too many now. 
Yeah, and they're not bothering to explain what happened to the older characters, the ones that people actually give a shit about. <laughs> yeah, like, you went into Resident Evil 6, and you're like, okay, so what happened to Sheva? What is she doing? Yeah, exactly. You know, well, where is Jill? After Where's Jill, yeah. What happened yeah. to her? Yeah, that... a, she's making a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most probably, yeah. Jill sandwich. Yeah, yeah like, you're, you're Resident Evil 6, whenever somebody asks me, should I get that game? I'm like, if you're going to get it, only play Leon's campaign. Don't even bother with the other yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was nice to see Sherry. That was a nice return. But um, it would have been nice if she was actually in a, something that resembled Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, like, you <laughs> know, was, at least mention them in a cutscene. Say something yeah. else. She was, she was doing her own thing in Africa over there. Yeah, okay, Barry, she's at. Barry's retired or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your preacher's the choir, man. I, I, I still, um, I still wonder what Barry and Rebecca and everyone's doing. That, um, oh, or and, what's his name? The guy from Resident Evil Zero that Rebecca was with. Billy, uh, yeah, Billy Cohen, yeah. man. Yeah. The hell is that? Where is he at? Yeah, well, he was an escaped convict, wasn't he? And he kind of had to change. I imagine that because of the circumstances, because he, I know he was wrongly convicted of murder, but he was still, in the eyes of the law, he was guilty. And yeah. he, he escaped, so I would have imagined that he had to start a new life somewhere with a new identity, so he probably wouldn't have been able to kind of, like, take part in any of the, like, anti-umbrella activities that the rest of them did, so he probably would have had to... His story, you could say, maybe was finished, but there's still Carlos from Resident Evil 3. I mean, I, he, he just yeah. vanished off the face of the earth, and he was... You would have thought he would have helped Jill and Chris um, against Umbrella, because he was, you know, he was in Raccoon City fighting against... Um, um, everything with yeah. Jill, so and of course Barry and Rebecca and everyone and Claire. I mean Claire hasn't been seen since Code Veronica. Yes, Claire especially. That's the one character I want to play with. Where is Claire? <laughs> exactly. You yeah. don't even mention her. Chris apparently doesn't care about his sister anymore. He's like, screw her. I got my own yeah. shit. To do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you there, man. We could do a whole podcast on this. You know that. <laughs> I would be more than happy to. The only thing I want to say is I I don't think. I think killing off Umbrella was the worst thing they could have done for that franchise. Oh, easily. The, the biggest mistake they made, I mean, you can talk about the gameplay mechanics and the shift in that, fair enough, but the biggest, I think one of the worst mistakes they made was setting Resident Evil 4 six years after the other games because it means they completely lost out on any chance to show us what the other guys did to take down Umbrella. They just said, oh, yeah, their stock prices crashed, Umbrella's gone over. You got They built all that story up about taking them down. You know, every, at the end of every game, they were like, we've got to destroy Umbrella. Let's finish this once and for all. And they never did, you know? We yeah. never got to see that payoff. And, it just, and then it you go like, into six, and then you see that they're trying to bring something like Umbrella back. Yeah, but it's not Umbrella. And they kill Wesker off as well, which is even worse. So, yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's just, no, they, they, they just fuck, they've, Bugger the story up completely, which is a shame. I, I really hate what they did to Wesker as well. He, he became such a one-dimensional villain. I mean, it, Resident Evil was never Metal Gear Solid. Let's let's not kid ourselves. But at least Wesker was always kind of enigmatic, and you never quite understood what he was trying to do. Now it was just like, oh yes, I'm going to take over the world with my or whatever the hell it was, the Ouroboros, <laughs> yeah. complete to ensure complete global saturation or whatever hell he bullshit he spewed out. One second, <laughs> one second, guys. What? Of course. <laughs> what? Of course, yeah. I, uh, I, have to t- I have to turn my chair around when I say that. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you there, Gary. I just hope um, I hope the next one is going to be better. That's all I'll say. Come on, they'll find a way to bring back Wesker. It'll be something like, yeah. ah, ha, ha, the one you killed was not me. In fact, it was clone number. Well, he was cloned, actually. They did clone West. They did clone the original. The original Wesker was cloned to make that Wesker. So there are clones, most probably. Aha, that was not um, me. That so... was my double. Clone-sker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Clone-sker. You know, personally, <laughs> the best thing for them to do right now, and I, I know people hate this, they just need to reboot Resident Evil. Yeah, probably. Actually, probably that probably would be good. At least they give us an have an excuse to go back to the mansion then, or something similar, or whatever. Well, even if it's not just a reboot, just a, a reimagine and have it the old characters back in the sort of yeah, tell the same story but slightly different. It would be, you know use the same the same yeah. premises, the stars and everything. Yeah, but I think that would be quite good. 
anyway um that was cool that's the news guys that was quite a cool discussion now um let's move on to some reviews now um I think before I saw... we before we change quickly mm. i heard a rumor recently that ubisoft will be announcing a new title for assassin creed franchise soon um and it'll be announced in the next couple of days in fact oh that's probably the ps3 one right yeah they're the announcing version. Yeah, they're announcing the current gen games sometime this week. I think it's today or something like that. Or is it tomorrow? It's today or Monday, I think it is. Very soon. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it was very soon, so. Um, well, that, so yeah, we do. Okay. What was so, that, Gary? I said they'll probably do it on Monday because yeah. nobody yeah. announced anything on the weekend. Well, yeah. yesterday it was announced that tomorrow, but you got to remember my yesterday was. I don't know if it was yesterday my time or yesterday American time. So, oh, okay. very true. Yeah, that's um, that's a long time. That's um, been expected for a while. That is. so. That's um, hopefully that will. I'm interested to see what happens. I think I'm the only one who likes Assassin's Creed. Here. <laughs> and if, the, if the prices are correct, it's it's about ten dollars cheaper than normal price. Hmm. Because someone already had it. Uh, I think it was a, a game shop in Germany already. Had, or was it? Or was it? I think it was actually America that actually had. Uh, the thing listed on the wall already is a thirty nine nine dollars huh. for Assassin's Creed Comet, and it was sort of is like, it actually is it actually called Comet then? Well, that's what was on the leaflet. So whether it's actually right. going to be called Comet or they've just taken the name and gone, ha, this will be it. <laughs> yeah, it was rumored to be Comet, so that would make yeah. sense. Cool, thanks for that, Ben. No problem. Um, well, let's move on to some reviews now, and our first. Oh, Jesus, sorry. I am yawning my head off here. I'm just so tired. I do apologise for that. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus, sorry. I'll give that game a 9 out of 10. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, our first review is by Dane Smith. Our, uh, this is Artilia Rorona uh, Plus review uh, for... Um, what's it? I can't actually see what it's for. I think it must be for PS Vita, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, yeah, PS Vita. Uh, the summary, uh, he gave us a 7.5 out of 10. The summary, uh, Atelier Rorona Plus is good value for those wanting to enjoy the end of the Ireland trilogy on PS Vita. If you have purposely skipped this game for the first time around, nothing about this version will change your mind. Still, Tecmacoe and Atelier, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't even bother. <laughs> well, not, fans will not regret picking this up. Sorry, that was really sloppy of me to swear there like that. I was just having so much trouble reading. <laughs> that reading thing gets me sometimes. He liked... Um, the um, normality of the characters, the easy crafting system with, uh, with lots to make, time system that forces efficiency. However, he disliked the uninspiring soundtrack, the boring dialogue that stagnates the journey, and last but not least, the respawning chests usually house useless items. I really want to learn how to pronounce that name. Atelier. I think that's how you pronounce Wait, it. Which, it? which game I are think. you talking about? Atelier Rorona for PS Vita Plus review. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of Dane's for, reviews. He always for a second, the, uh, I thought you were trying to say Altair like um, in Assassin's Creed. No, 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 Assassin's Creed. No, no, Atelier. Yeah, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, I do apologize, fans of that series, if I got it wrong. Um, next, we have Carl Prowl's review of The Wolf Among Us, Episode Five: Cry Wolf. He gave us an eight point five. Yes, yeah, I can hear you someone laughing there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bloody late here. All right, I'm sorry, and I've just recorded. I've recorded two podcasts yeah. today, counting this one. So. I'm knackered, but there we go. The show must go on. Um, Crime Wolf Ends are one of the best murder mysteries in recent memory on a high note with a masterfully delivered narrative and resonant themes about the meaning of choice. He likes for, uh, the thorough satisfying conclusion, uh, the explore nature, not just consequence of choice, oh, sorry, explores nature, not just consequence of choice, uh, Fable Town as a character. However, he dislikes the glitches and frame rate that affect gameplay. Uh, the misused action sequences and Bloody Mary is a wasted character. That was 8.5 out of 10 for Cry Wolf, episode 5 of The Wolf Among Us by Carl Brawl. Uh, next we have, oh, this one actually just went up a couple of hours ago. These, these last two reviews went up a few hours ago as we were recording. This was by Paul Kelly and it was for Ratchet and Clank Collection on PS Vita and 8.5 out of 10. He summarizes the remarkable gameplay of Ratchet and Clank's first three adventures holds up in this great HD package, but don't expect a pitch perfect port. He likes the tremendous gameplay that plays it like a dream despite subsequent years of refinement, uh, the addictive leveling and RPG elements that hook you for hours, and a nostalgic refresher on the history of PlayStation platform and how far we've come since. However, he disliked the, uh, the feeling of uh, design laziness that crops up when high def elements don't blend seamlessly. Uh, the online multiplayer is appreciated but totally forgettable. 
and he uh, wants to know where's Deadlocked HD. Uh, if someone could just quickly tell me what Deadlocked is, I'd appreciate. I'm guessing that's one of the games they left yeah, out. It it's a multiplayer game of Ratchet and Clank they released. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, that seems a cute. That seems weird why they left that out. If it was um, uh, a candidate for inclusion, but still, three games, eight point five out of ten. There, uh, that was for PS Vita, of course. Uh, last but not least, we have Mousecraft review. This again went up a few hours ago by Will Robinson. Uh, he gave us a 7 out of 10. A charming gameplay with a catch. Mousecraft digs deep into many PlayStation-esque inspirations with its charming visuals and it features intriguing puzzles to boot. The level creator feels out of place and the price is rather daunting, but overall result is, but overall result is the title worth playing. He likes the challenging puzzles and the charming visuals. However, he dislikes the fact you can't share creative levels. Uh, there's a little incentive to keep playing and it's only worth playing on the PS Vita. So that was Puzzler Mousecraft. 7 out of 10 for PS Vita by Will Robinson. Uh, I do believe that's all the reviews, unless I've missed one. Nope. Uh, that's all the reviews, guys. Uh, let's move on now. As I said, this will be a shorter podcast this week for a couple of reasons. Probably main main reason is that we're all pretty knackered from recording RDGH before. And, except uh, Gary. It's quite like... Except Gary. Yeah, sorry, Gary. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all right. We're only, we, we would have only left. All, all we're doing, guys, basically, is not really talking, doing a topic of a week. But um, we covered a, we covered a shed load in RDGH. So, do if you want some more gaming um, chat, then just go over to um, episode twenty six of that. We're now going to carry on with what games we've been playing, and I absolutely need to give my voice a rest. So, as usual, I'm going to pass it on to someone else first of all. So, let's start with Gary. Uh, what games have you been playing this week? Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. That's it. Uh, yeah, uh, the the new update came out, so I've been playing that a lot with Ben. He's been helping me out a lot. So cool. Good stuff That's me asking Ben. <laughs> I, I started playing a Rainbow Moon on my Vita, um, rather than using it for remote play. Now I'm actually playing a Vita game on it. Uh, I'm really enjoying that game. It, it's a nice little RPG, lots of loot and stuff, and I'm also still playing a. Divinity Original Sin on my PC as well. Wicked, man. Uh, is that also far, yeah? I'm sorry, what was that? I said, is that also far, yeah? That's what you've been playing this week? Yes. Cool, okay. Sweet, man. Sounds good. How are you enjoying FF14? I, I love it. I absolutely love that game. It's Cool, man. Yeah, they, they did a great job with it. I think the, the, the thing that captures me the most about it and why I'm playing it more than other MMOs is because of the characters, like villains or like the monsters you encounter, I know all of them, you know, because they've been <laughs> in Final Fantasy before. And I expect them to, to, to look somewhat the same, but have some changes. Like Ifrit, I'm not a big fan of Ifrit's design. He just looks like Diablo from the Diablo series now. Uh-huh. Um, but other characters like Garuda and Ramu, they look like I would imagine them to look because that's how they looked before. So, but yeah. Cool, man. Sweet. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, mm, I wonder, Ben, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know, actually, to be honest. A little, a little game called Fantasy 14, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. never played that. Yeah. What's that? No, like? I never played that. That never happens. I don't, I, how I don't know. Been, how have you been getting on with that? Well, as I've been doing a lot of stuff with Gary with the new content. Cool, uh, cool. I got the tombstone to upgrade my weapon, but I can't upgrade it until next week. Uh-huh. So I'm working on up- getting the upgrade for the upgrade, so I can upgrade the upgrade when I upgrade the upgrade. Because, you know, oh. dude, I heard you <laughs> like upgrade, so I upgraded you upgrade while you upgrade. Um, oh, so, yeah, anyway, bad. I'm working on that right now. Apart from that, just just doing the new stuff, really. Cool. Have you been on Warframe at all? No, I need to go on because of the new update. With God damn it, I keep saying the word update. Um, uh, the new update with Loki Prime and the amazing Bow Prime. I want that. Bow Prime. I might actually spend real money on that. Might spend the fifty-seven quid and buy Prime access again. <laughs> cool, uh, man. But I'll, I'll see you anyway. Uh, Sweet, oh, man. by the way, I know you're going to say War Thunder is going to be playable at Eurogamer Expo this year. I find that a bit weird. Is it? Yeah, it's I, I imagine as one of the new releases to be show, playable there. <laughs> Maybe it's the um, tank um, section that's only just gone live. That's all I can imagine. I don't that, know. That... 
because that's new. But yeah, that seems a bit odd. You played that last year, didn't you? Yeah, I met I met some of the developers last year about it. Oh, you lucky get! I would have loved to have um, chewed their yeah. ear off about some things on that. Yeah, because it was after that that's when I got in trouble with Sony for trying to play a game I wasn't supposed to be playing. They actually told you off. Yeah, basically, basically, as I said before, it, um, uh, it was Resogun next to War Thunder, and nobody was touching it. So I thought, well, have a sneak try. Yeah. Uh, I was actually talking to one of the Resogun developers, actually, yeah, you know, the guy that was there. I said, oh, do you want right. to have a go? And he said, yeah, sure, go ahead. Nobody else is on it. I said, okay, then. And he walked off. I went, yeah. okay, then. I picked it up. And this guy from Sony came up, well, have you got a card with you? I'm like, what, 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 no. Oh, then get off then. Oh, but this guy oh, just said nice, I could. Yeah, the developer of the game said you could play. You were like, listen, Buster, the developer of the game said I could play this. Then I got confused on how I could leave. Because I entered one way because I had the guy with the, you know, yeah, I went in violent with the developer, the yeah. War Thunder. And I, could, I, could, I was like, I can't leave that way because I'm not one of the developer anymore. How, how, how do I leave this, this a little bit? How do I leave? Did he show you the way out? Yeah. Like, well, how do I leave this thing? Oh, I, I want you, I have no direction sense. I don't know if Gary's ever noticed it in the game, but I can get him lost quite easily. <laughs> yeah, he runs to walls a lot. I don't know why. Anything else you've been playing at all, man? Uh, no, not this week. Well, apart from... Fo- oh, I don't know if I can talk about it because I don't know if the embargo is up or whatever. Oh, I best uh, not to in that case. Don't yeah. get you in trouble. Cool. Yeah, I, I, um, I need to talk to... Yeah. yeah. Mention it when you can, though, yeah? yeah. When you know you definitely uh, can. And I'm making sure I've got money saved up so I can go to FanFest in October for Final Fantasy. Wicked, man. That sounds cool. Cool. Yeah, um, Glenn, that's, that's oh, sorry, no, carry on, carry on, Ben. No, I said that's about it. Oh, okay, sweet, man, cool. Um, Glenn, how about you, buddy? Honestly, when I get a moment <laughs> between work and stuff, <laughs> I've just been playing Guild Wars 2. Um, I'm at 94% world completion, and um, I'm also oh, wow. going for a legendary weapon, which is ex- ugh, a lot of work. It is a ridiculous amount of work to get a legendary weapon. But I've already got some of the components crafted, and uh, world completion is one of the things that I need to do in order to get it. So I'm excited to be at 94% world completion on one of my characters, at least. Um, that's Dayblade, my human thief. And so um, it just, I've just kind of, when I get a chance, I've just been working through that. Um, and, and I've been having a lot of fun. Other than that, I really have not. Like, I mean, um, Nintendo, on my 3DS, Rayman Origin, Origins was on sale. Um, that sale is now over, but I got it for seven dollars and fifty cents, and um, nice. it's okay. Um, it's not. I don't think it's great yet, but it's okay. Um, and otherwise, just not. I just haven't been playing that much. I want to. No, that's I want cool, to, man. But I can't. I, I, I'm. No, that's cool, man. I moves me on to myself. I haven't been playing a great deal actually. It's probably because I like had a total gaming blowout for a week on holiday and then had to review Sniper Elite Free the weekend I got back so I kind of like needed a break so but I've been um I've been dabbling <laughs> Gary appreciate this I think I've been dabbling in Resident Evil Remake on the GameCube uh I started it up a couple of months ago I played for it five times now I just I just love it um I've also been on Battlefield 4 um slowly going through that still finding that quite cool um graphically really impressive um mechanically solid if not very innovative but still really cool with the vehicles um i've also been i've also been back on war thunder briefly because um i made no secret of the fact that i really wasn't enjoying it as much since the update which is ironic because i really wanted to get the update because you had a lot of more had more planes and it had uh more um you could do realistic battles and stuff and also it had uh it had cross-platform play you pc owners pc owners and ps4 owners could play together now that sounds good on paper but for me personally I really miss. I, I can't. I played it again, and I did enjoy it. But I really miss how the game was before because the matches are just so overcrowded. It's so difficult to get a kill. You cannot dogfight anymore because every some guy just comes along and shoots your target down, or someone on the other team shoots you down. And um, before you could just like it's like everyone had their own target. You know, you could dogfight. You know, if I was in a Spitfire, which is a natural dogfight, or I could turn away from someone as they were coming at me engage in a turn in battle, shoot them down, and it would last a couple of minutes, and it was really good. These days, it's just like, 
you get a few seconds to shoot someone if, on the head-on, in which you'll probably die anyway, or you're, you, you, if someone comes in front of you and you take a few shots and you'll be lucky, but you just can't get, in, you can't get your teeth into a good battle. It's all too fast, and it's, oh, I'm just so gutted because I love that game. I'm a massive World War II fan. I love planes in general. Ever since I was a kid, I used to make models and watch documentaries on them, as I've said, and it's just, it definitely is missing something afterwards. The tank battles are pretty cool. Um, not my favourite, but they are really cool. But yeah, it's it's a real shame because I, I I look back at the videos I recorded on the share button, which I've got I must have about sixty videos because I, I recorded so many. I love it. looking back on them, just seeing how well I did. I was in the top. I'd be getting like double digit kills a lot. I'd be in the top uh, top three most matches these days. I, I I think I was these days. I'm lucky if I get like three kills. I was getting like eight to ten kills before. Lucky I'm lucky if I get three in a battle now i usually average about one or two which is just gutting so i, I um that, that actually that's a good run for our rdgh i actually might save some more of this for then actually because i've yeah, got quite yeah. a bit yeah i think i've got quite a bit to round on that so yeah i still enjoy it it's an amazing looking game and it's still good fun but i yeah it's it's just it's too you just can't get you it's just a feeling of you can't get your teeth into it anymore because it's over too quickly it really is and it's such a shame man so yeah not all that cracked up to be um, the latest patch. Um, I, I miss the old PS4 community. I, I really do. I think it was much more... Um, the battles just seemed much better. I, I can't help it, which is a shame, because the game is great. But there we go. Um, apart from that, I am going to start The Last of Us again uh, at some point this weekend, because I want to play it on PS3 to have it fresh in my head for the PS4 review I'm going to be doing, and I I have played it since it came out, so you know it's pretty much I've almost forgotten everything about it in terms of the experience. So I I can't wait to go through it again. Uh, but that's about it. Um, so that leaves us now with, uh, as I said, guys, this is a shorter podcast. We're leaving out our usual topics sometimes that we do. So if you want more stuff, go and check out RDGH episode 26. There wasn't really much else to talk about anyway. Um, Things will probably pick up a bit as we get towards Gamecom. Gamescom. Sorry, um, I'm just going to check to see if we got any emails from fans. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, emails, but emails from fans. <laughs> yeah, well, it's easy anyone who emails us. No, no, the last one was June 26. Actually, um, yeah, Fonz, um, hit us up with some more emails, man. We could do with reading some more stuff out, dude. Um, hope you're doing well. I imagine you're busy at the moment or whatever, but hope you're doing well, dude. Uh, also, I would like to say thank you to the guys who. Um, we mentioned this in IDGH26, but the guys who gave us some feedback for both the podcasts, um, the ones who specifically, obviously, this is Unchained, so the guys who um, in, said they enjoyed Unchained, I think one of them was Eric. Was that right, Glenn? You uh, mentioned some guy called Eric, yeah, I think. Yeah, let's see. Eric Hunt, yeah. 76 on iTunes. Yes. Yeah, he, uh, he gave us a glowing review, and there were a couple of other dudes as well, so I just want to extend our gratitude towards you guys. Um, it's really, really cool to get that kind of feedback, even if it's just one person saying, keep up the great work or whatever. It's really great to hear this stuff. So we do our best, and I, I, again, I'd like to apologize for the slightly shorter podcast. It's just uh, we've been recording... Uh, we've been on. We've been doing this for a while, obviously, apart from Gary, because you went on RTGH. But, um, yeah, uh, the rest of us have been recording most of the evening, or whatever it is in America, late afternoon, evening. And it's now just gone midnight, so I'm absolutely shattered. Well, let's, let's put <laughs> so it this gonna... way. We originally met for RDGH at 3 p.m. Eastern, and, and, and yep, now it's 7 p.m. Eastern. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Yeah, we've literally been on Skype all that yeah. time. So, yeah. Yeah, so... um. Um, uh, Glenn, I think I hand it over to you because you like to do your little spiel on the whole um, contacting us thing, yeah? So if you want to take Absolutely. that away. Um, be sure to follow cool, us, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you may be listening. Uh, we are there. Just uh, subscribe to us, follow us, like us, love us, all of that stuff. Uh, leave us a review, send us a link, and, well, uh, do, do you do that on Unchained too? Where you read the stuff online, on the air? Um, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, send us a... Uh, leave us a review wherever you're listening. Send us a link at PSUnchained, at P-S-U-N-C-H-A-I-N-E-D, and we will read your reviews on the air. Um, definitely subscribe. Yeah, you can also have, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, you can have all of our amazing podcasts downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. Uh, I don't know about all the other places. Maybe maybe them too, but we'll see. I, I need to find a list of, of where exactly we're distributed. I, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. Um, back to you, Mike. <laughs> cool, thanks for that, Glenn. Um, 
Well, if you want to contact us, um, you guys, for our variety of ways, you can contact me uh, only through email, the old-fashioned way, mike.harridance at psu.com. Um, but, however, you can contact uh, Ben at... Wow, you can contact me at... Final Fantasy, you can contact Ben at... Uh, Chili underscore UK. You can also um, contact me at Chili on Neogaf. You can contact me also on ben.chilibearhall.psu.com. Um, and if you can catch me off Pharmacy 11, 14, I mean, you're a genius and some <laughs> yeah. sort of wizard. Cheers, Ben. You can go back to that now, killing demons or what you're doing. Uh, you can contact Gary at... At Gagalush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H on Twitter, or Gary at G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. Wicked. And last but not least, you can contact G-Man himself, Glenn Gordon. Go Glenn at- underscore on Twitter, at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore on Twitter, or you can send me an email at Glenn.Gordon at PSU.com. Wicked, guys. Um, thanks to everyone who joined me again for this podcast. It's been really, really cool, guys. And Glenn, thanks for inviting me to RDGH as well. That was a Absolutely. blast, man. I'm looking forward to seeing how that turned out. I'll get that downloaded on my eye thing immediately. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was, uh, yeah. And also to our listeners, guys, uh, to um, Shahid, to Fonz, uh, Don, all uh, my, my pal Richard Walker, all you guys who um, listen to us and everything. It's um, It's been fun, and we really appreciate your feedback. So please give us some more. Uh, if you want to email us um, with any comments or anything, criticism or whatever, just shoot us an email to podcast at psu.com. Myself or one of the team will get back to you, or more likely we'll read it out on the air because we like to do that. That's how we roll. Uh, that's been episode 47, nearly, appreci- uh, nearly approaching the uh, legendary 50 mark where we have a few surprises in store. Um, and that's it for us, guys. We will be back uh, the same time next week. Um, I'm not sure who's hosting. It could very well be uh, Ben this time, but we'll leave that as a surprise because we know you like that. Um, thank you very much for joining me again, guys. Um, that's, um, have a great weekend. And to all our listeners, have a great weekend and a great week ahead. And I hope Ben's listening because I need him for this bit. <laughs> all that's left to say is it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just got it in. Just got it in. See you, guys. Believe me, Gary. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Oh, I should stop recording, shouldn't I?